The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Today is National Workplace Wellbeing Day. I know there's a day for everything. There is like a day for everything these days. But this is National Workplace Wellbeing Day. And I believe Ireland is one of the only countries that actually has one that is formally named as such and where workplaces actually get to do something for promotion of well-being on that particular day. And one man who talks a lot in his work about being well in your workplace and the importance of a comfortable workplace and the importance of a workplace where you are cared about is a man I've not had the pleasure of speaking to for many years uh, on the opinion line or indeed in person and that's the great Michael O'Doherty. Michael, good morning. Good morning, PJ. Lovely to chat to you again. It's been a while, my friend. It's 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 been a while, and and your business and your your bioenergy network uh, has just grown and grown and grown. You have a model that you're promoting in the workplace for well-being called Triple Eight. What's that? Well, look, I suppose over the years, as you know, um, I've been involved in healthcare. And one of the key things is that when people come into my clinic, um, I have three questions that I ask them all. One, where is their problem coming from? Two, how is it affecting them? And three, how are they dealing with it? Now, obviously, if we don't answer the first question, we're never going to resolve the problem. But the one thing that I started to notice, uh, because I wanted to look at, you know, modern research, uh, scientific research around uh you know, time and energy and all of that kind of stuff that was going on around the world. And particularly in the US, they were they had begun to identify in 2014 <clears throat> that the wellness programs that were being brought in to the workplace had failed. Now, there was a number of reasons for that. One was that they weren't uh, uh, driven from the top. Two, that it was kind of lunch and learn, break and learn, and that people uh, really weren't really benefiting. They were sitting down, listening to the talk, but they were having the Coke and the sandwich at the same time. So it was kind of a, you know, there was really no monitoring of the programs. Mm. So they did an, they did statistical analysis and they discovered, which is well published and well documented, uh, even in the Journal of Med- uh, American Medical Association, uh, where they found that statistically that the, the difference between those who attended those uh, programs and those who uh, didn't, that there was very little difference. Now, <clears throat> it was simply because of those reasons that I stated. So what I started to see coming into my clinic was, uh, you know, I put a whiteboard up on the tape on the on the wall and I wanted to look at people's model of living. And the what I was noticing was that people were getting up, let's say, for example, somebody was getting up at seven o'clock in the morning. They were ending up coming home from work at seven o'clock in the evening. Now, these some people would be self-employed. Some of them would be employed, but it would be employees yeah. and, and, and whatever. And so, so that was from seven to seven. That was 12 hours. They were going to bed maybe at 11 at latest and getting up at seven. That was eight hours. Mm-hmm. So there's 24 hours in a day. So 12 and eight is 20. So they had four hours for themselves. So then I started breaking that down and saying, <clears throat> okay, so in that you had 12 hours working, you had eight hours sleeping, and you had, or maybe seven hours sleeping, and you had four or five hours for yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, how much time of that was spent maybe going to the gym, in the, on the phone, or whatever the case may be? And then I took the next step down and I started looking at people's uh, sort of model of eating or behavior around their eating. And suddenly it's the, it's the coffee and the croissant in the morning, it's the break in the mid morning, maybe fasting in the morning, maybe not having a proper lunch 
lunch or sandwich or something like that. <clears throat> you know, not taking the proper time for the lunch, not taking the proper breaks, and suddenly, and then getting into the car and driving maybe an hour home, mm. and, and and that doesn't, and then that doesn't take into consideration a sick member of family at home, a sick child, or you might be issues. You might have issues yourself at home, and when you when you when you pile all that on. And you look at the stress that that causes, mm. okay? Then you see that people's time management is, is 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 just not sufficient because there's no time for themselves. So when you when you pile all the other stuff, the poor eating and the other stresses, then this leads to stress mm. in the body. And when the body gets stressed, PJ, it's then we lay the foundation for all the different types of disease that mm-hmm. come into my clinic. And, and then that are in doctor surgeries this morning. A certain amount of stress, Michael, and looking at the, the theory that you, that you espoused there, it's all great. But a certain amount of stress is normal because we don't all have that amount of time. We have families, we have jobs to do, we have people yeah. to collect from other other stuff. We have problems, particularly at this moment in time, many families listening to us this morning, Michael, are you know they're not so much trying to make ends meet as get them to at least yeah. wave at each other now and again. Yeah. There's an inbuilt stress there. <clears throat> people are taking <throat> on a second job in the corner shop at the Saturdays yeah. to make a few quid. So is this plan of yours is practical can you do it oh absolutely it's practical and 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 particularly for people who end up ill the key to it is when you get ill time becomes relevant that's the saddest thing about it for the first time you know when people get sick and end up maybe with some serious disease or get burnt out or you know end up suffering from depression and anxiety you know medication can't be the solution the second thing that we have to learn to manage is our energy if we can't manage our time we can't we we have to manage our energy Mm. so what happens is we start substituting uh, getting our energy from stimulants so it's a very good question you're asking you know that we have to throughout the day all I'm saying to people is this. We, we now know scientifically and medically that every hour and a half that the body goes into recovery, okay? If we could take 15 minutes in the morning just to relax, if we could take our lunchtime as in one to two to sit down, to have our lunch and have that for ourselves, get out and get a walk in the fresh air, if we could take 15 minutes in the afternoon, now that's one hour for yourself in the day. Mm-hmm. So we might think, oh, I'll take a break and I'll go and I'll have a coffee. But what about if you took a break and you sat down and you just did a little bit of breathing and relaxing and you went outside in the fresh air and just forgot about the phone, don't be connecting to, t- to situations that are not relevant. It's about taking these little intermittent short term, even five minutes. Right. Because if we, if we allow the day's stresses to layer, Okay, we're going to be good for for nobody, not even ourselves. So the whole idea is that we need to learn to manage our energy and manage our time. What I'm saying to people is this: one plus one point six million plus people are, you know, waiting for hospital appointments. Yeah. Don't end up at the back of that queue. What do we? What can we do to prevent that? And this is the great thing in workplace. What I'm seeing are people coming in from the workplace, employees, and you're right. Society unfortunately has forced uh, people to go out and to uh, get two jobs you know husband and wife has to work so life is a continuous stress and the problem is when you're continuously stressed and you adapt to that as a normality our body starts firing out all the stress hormones and here's what happens the gut tightens when the gut tightens the serotonin pathway because 80% of our serotonin is produced in our gut Mm -hmm. when that serotonin pathway is altered that in turn converts to melatonin 
So what happens is our sleepy. mood goes down. Yeah, exactly. So, but the thing is, our, our mood goes down when that serotonin pathway becomes disrupted because of our stress and poor time management and lacking energy and pushing ourselves all the time. It means we're not producing the, 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 the actual uh, uh, serotonin in our gut. What happens then, of course, we're not converting that to melatonin. So now we have low mood, low energy, poor sleep. And this mm. is just a cycle that society is in. And the bottom line, when we look at the serious increases in diseases, I mean, we just got to go back and just find little bits of time throughout our day. As I said, yeah. five minutes, yeah. five minutes in time the hour. For you. Simp- <clears throat> time, time for you, PJ, time for you. because yeah. it's, no, it's no good waiting until you get sick. When a doctor says to you, you have an autoimmune disease, you have a rheumatology issue, you have depression, you have cancer, you're burnt out, and you're saying, God, I've got to keep going. So what I'm saying is, yes, you can recover, number one, but number two, oh, there's this model that they operate with in, um, in, in the military, and they call it the three-foot world. Okay? okay? So if everybody out there, if everybody out there was listening now and say, no matter what stress you're under, operate the three-foot world. Now, I'll explain it again, why they come up with this idea. But the two key points it talks about in the three-foot world is this. One, focus on what matters and focus on what you're in control of. If you focus on what matters, you, your life, your family, your health, your job. But what happens is we start focusing our time and energy, PJ, on things that are not relevant. What's happening in Afghanistan and Iran or America, they're not relevant. We start concerning ourselves with, you know, maybe members of our family that, you know, are causing us stresses and issues. We concern ourselves with issues down the road or someplace else that have no relevance in our life. So if we focus our energies only on what matters, and then take control of what we're in control of, take the little breaks, work with good nutrition, you know, try to get as much time to relax, cut away from the phone in the evenings and get out and walk in nature. That's how we rebuild and recuperate and regenerate. Yeah. Michael, I think before I let you go, I think lockdown, there was a lesson in lockdown for for some (coughs) of us. I I know it was a lesson personally, and I speak only personally here. There were many (coughs) times in lockdown where you were sitting there with nothing to do Mm -hmm. and you have to rid yourself of this guilt that I'm not doing anything because what I did during lockdown was I actually took a specific time in my day to do nothing Mm -hmm. to do absolutely nothing and the joy of doing nothing is a skill we should all learn correct look at I mean I couldn't I couldn't, uh, uh, you know, agree with you more and more. Our society has bought into this thing that we need to be doing, 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 doing. The triple eight model I'm talking about is eight hours living, eight hours working, eight hours sleeping. If we can't you know, do enough in eight hours, if we, we have to live. At the moment, people are not living, they're existing. And you're right. If we can get that five minutes in the mid, 15 minutes in mid-morning, our lunchtime, our afternoon, our evening, just to sit down and just listen to ourselves, meet ourselves, say hello to ourselves, you know, sit down as a family, no phones, no television, eat together, cook together, go back to doing simple, basic things. And you know that the other thing about it, you talk about sitting down, PJ, and just being quiet and relax and have your own time. Like, the other thing about it is that, you know, people don't have fun in their lives anymore. Everything seems to be so serious. It's, you know, everything is about social acceptance, not self-acceptance. It's, nothing is about having fun in life anymore, you know, where you go out and you just have a bit of crack and, you know, enjoy life and chill out and, you know, 
but everything is so serious about yeah. political correctness. It's about being serious and you can't say this and you can't post that. And it's continuously, you know, watching what you're doing and saying. I think the world has gone crazy uh, at the moment. I think we've, we've, we're trying to be too perfect in a world that we just cannot be perfect in. Yeah. And uh, I just think we need to go back to simple, basic things in life and take some time for ourselves, eat good food, relax. And like you said, PJ, you're so right. Sit down, breathe and take time for you. You know, Michael, I, I often um, thought about talking to you again on the program. I'm glad we had <coughs> done today. I'd like to talk again. Time is short for me this morning, but glad you're with us. Michael O'Doherty, his website is fascinating and what his work has done is amazing. Thank you very much. That's Michael O'Doherty. Just marking the fact that today is National Workplace Wellbeing Day. Quartz 96 FM.